0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Driving Theology. This is Mike. And it is... What day is it? March. It's the month of March. And I think today is going to be something like the 22nd, if I'm not mistaken. March 23rd, I was mistaken. So, yesterday was March 22nd, which was uh, my dad's birthday. He has turned 80. I wasn't able to be there, um, but I saw some nice pictures and video from the party. Looks like they had a great time. I was able to send dad a new watch along with my sisters and brother and uh <clears throat> yeah i think he had a good time yeah i hope i am in as good a shape at 80. Um, i don't even feel like i'm in as good a shape as he is now of course he's had he's had some health issues that i haven't had but <clears throat> yeah he's He is uh, looking good at 80 pops. So yeah, I was unable to be there, and of course two of my daughters are there celebrating with granddad, um, stuck here this week. So that kind of put me in a funk last week, um, I was pretty low, especially last Thursday. You know, I posted this video on Wednesday last week and then Thursday. I've actually been fairly low for a while. I'm having a lot of uh, life changes going on, lifestyle changes. Choices that I have to make that I wouldn't necessarily make if if I had the choice. I guess they're not choices, Uh, but, you know, things that are things that are brought upon by circumstance uh, and geography. So, anyway, yeah, but I'm feeling way better this week after last uh, Friday. Last Friday I, had a, I was able to have a rehearsal. Music somehow, even though the anticipation of rehearsals can be really, really stressful, and I think that's one of the things that brought me low last week once I had the rehearsal and, and uh, was able to, you know, to sing some beautiful music, and uh, it was a good experience, a good rehearsal, and uh, I felt a lot better after that, kind of got some of the tension released from me. I got a lot of work to do on the concert that I'm going to put on here in uh, September, September 18th, so I got about six weeks, I think, let's see, April, May, June, July, August, September, yeah. A little little less than six months sorry not six weeks six months a little less than six months now uh, so I got some songs to memorize some songs to choose and, and uh, rehearse with the chorus and and uh, yeah a lot of stuff a lot of uh, details to, to focus on and get together I uh, <coughs> But I feel a lot better about it than I did last week. That's for sure. So today I'm driving through. Uh, I'm leaving a little early for work because um, we've had some snow yesterday. Uh, we woke up to already a blanket of snow, and it snowed all day yesterday, which is rare for this uh, this uh, part of Japan in March, for sure. It's officially spring now, but. That's when we got our biggest snow. So I left a little early just in case there were some icy uh, patches or people were driving overly cautiously. The roads are dry, I don't see any problems. And it's, as far as I can tell, it's above freezing. Looks like it's three degrees Celsius right now. So it's above freezing. So I don't think it's gonna be horrible. But uh, yeah, so far everything's okay. wow what to talk about what to talk about last week i kind of uh was out of character and i talked about abortion um you know the 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 more the more i think about things the the older i get uh and the more that i've focused on um discovering christ and and who he truly is, what his character is, um and and seeking more encounters with him. I, I, I have had encounters with him um uh, I would always love more. They're one of the best things that can ever happen to you is to encounter Christ uh, I'm not sure I had my road, road to Emmaus, uh know anything so tangible as that uh, experience but I have had experiences while while walking on a road with Christ <laughs> uh, the thing is those kinds of experiences are so incredibly personal it's really difficult uh, difficult to prove them to anybody else and and you know that's that's fine I, I think that's how it needs to be I think that's the nature of faith um, I I can share my experience with Christ with you, the encounter that I had with Christ uh, where I believe he was, I sensed his presence. I believe Christ is present always and everywhere. Um, But I sensed his presence um, as I would uh, sort of like, you know, if, if if you're blindfolded, or you're in a completely dark room, you sense the presence of somebody else, even if you can't see them. It was that kind of a thing, right? And and that wasn't the only encounter. But these encounters with Christ, uh, I believe, are are personal for a reason. And that's so that that we will seek our own encounters with Christ. Because your encounter with Christ becomes a an anchor I believe for your soul it becomes uh, an anchor in a good way right It, it it gives you um the ability to to withhold the storms of of doubt and fear that can come on anyone but when you go back to your encounter with Christ you know that that encounter was real that it was something uh that uh to you um, is undoubtable and indisputable. Uh, Now somebody else can dispute it and somebody else can can doubt whether you had it or not but you know, you know in yourself if you had that encounter or not. And I think think it's only for you. Um, And I think that's a good thing. I don't think we should be able to prove our encounters to other people Um, because really Christ is there for all He wants he wants to, to be intimate with all of us uh, and to to encounter Christ uh, again is to give you the tools to withstand the storms that life will throw at you. Uh, I don't believe it makes you eternally saved to have that encounter. I don't believe that... Uh, you need that to validate your faith um, i I think I think it's great I think a lot of people have have unreasonable faith uh, with maybe no encounters with Christ their their whole life and I think that's also commendable um, but I think they could have had encounters uh, I think I think it it takes a certain kind of um, child likeness a certain kind of happy-go-luckiness you know to where your faith is such that um, even momentarily um, you're just so incredibly open to the idea uh, and it takes humility right? it takes knowing um, exactly where you are in the grand scheme of things Um, and being fine with that, right? Uh, I'm saying what it takes, you know, I, I don't think those are rules. I'm saying, uh, let, let me, let me, um, let me backtrack a little bit. I don't, I don't think there are rules to encountering Christ. I should have said the, these are the ways that I think it happened to me at that time. Uh, and I will say it's not something that has continued. Um, it's not something that uh, happens every day to me. I wish it did. Uh, it happened to me in a season, uh, in an important season in my life, in A formative, spiritually formative season. And it happened in a time when I really did not have any theology to boot. Like to boot, to boot is a wrong word. Uh, to to brag about. Like, I, I really didn't have theology. I, I had very uh, much just um, gumption, I guess is the right word. I guess what I'm saying is I, I really didn't have any right to the encounter that I had. I, I can't point to anything that I specifically knew or did, I really think it was just this child childlike openness to Christ that allowed him to come in. And I wasn't a child. I was 30. I was 30 years old when it happened. Um, Yeah, there are other things around that age that happen Uh, formatively, especially in the male brain. Um, I think it happens in the female brain often earlier um, that, you know, neurologists will tell you um, that males develop uh, later later in life I want to say it's in the frontal lobe, but I don't remember exactly I'm I'm not I'm not uh, good with the anatomy of the brain um But I think there was, a, like I said, a childlike uh, giddiness about um, kind of walking with Christ in that moment of my life. But I don't think that's what made it happen. And the reason I say that is because people uh, that we have records of having encountered Christ for the first time uh, did not have to uh, be qualified in any specific way to have that encounter. You take Paul, for example. Uh, Paul was right in the middle of persecuting Christians and, and he encountered Christ on the road to Damascus. There are a lot of roads where people encounter Christ, aren't there? I think that's maybe significant. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> Mine was actually on the road to work. But I was walking uh, on a sidewalk, uh, and I, th- I think that was probably the first time. I... It's hard to say, you know. It was 23, 22, or 23 years ago when it happened. Um, yeah. Uh. But I I think there are some things that you can do that will begin to open you up for an encounter. And I think Christ will encounter you uh, when the time is right. Uh, And one of the things that you can do, and I'm not good at any of this, so I'm just gonna put that out there. These are things that don't come easy to me. Uh, One of the things is uh, meditation, contemplation. Uh, meditating, 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 and contemplating uh, the person of Christ. I, I think that I think that uh, can help. You know that, that discipline can help you uh, encounter Christ. Another way to say it, to to talk about encountering Christ is mysticism, right? A mystical experience is uh, what we call encountering Christ. Right? That's what mysticisms and the mystics were all about. Um, it's not something that we hear much in evangelicalism or fundamentalism today is mysticism, uh, but it's something that has been very important down through the ages in various uh, uh, various traditions that predate uh, both the Catholic Church and uh, the Reformation. <clears throat> Sorry if I'm a little sniffly today. It is very cold and I'm having some seasonal allergies. I'm kind of fighting with. Uh, yeah, so hmm. encountering Christ. Yeah, one of the things you can do is uh, to. To, to work on contemplation, and if if you need to read uh, some scripture to to be more contemplative, that can help. Uh, if if you need to perhaps just focus on uh, the uh, the stories that are written about Christ in the Gospels, I think that can help a lot. I, I really do believe that finding who God is in the person of Jesus which has manifested itself in the cosmic phenomenon which is Christ uh, I think getting to know that person really helps I think it, it, it helps to uh, to both uh, humble you uh, and and to, to allow The love that you feel through that experience to to open you up, right? I I think uh, I think that's very helpful. Um, For example, if if you uh, continually uh, make the mistake of thinking uh, that Christ uh, or God—usually we call it when we think about Him in this these terms—we usually call Him God—is is angry vindictive is unpleased with you uh, is vengeful uh, and is just waiting to punish us for all of our sins uh, if you if you believe that that God is the true God uh, you may be avoiding an encounter with him and I think we all would and do and may, maybe that's the you know maybe that's what took the encounters away from us. you know John Calvin, and I think Luther, to a lesser extent, um, kind of propagated this, uh, this uh, heretical idea of a hell uh, that is all about punishing sin and sinners for eternity, and they propagated the idea that only an elect few would be saved and everyone else would be destroyed by fire forever. Right, unquenchable fire. They would, they would, be experiencing destruction for eternity. <clears throat> Talking about this kind of God does not make you want to encounter this God because we all fall short. Right, we we all miss the mark. We we all uh, go wrong, and have gone wrong, whether it's in our actions or in our minds. And so, if if we are, if we feel inadequate, if we feel unaccepted by God, and uh, by extension Christ, uh, then in no way do we want to encounter Him yet, because we want to wait until we're perfect. And if we wait until we're perfect, uh, we will never encounter Him, right? Uh, this this whole system, uh, of, um, yeah, of, of misrepresenting who God is has caused uh, a lot of problems in us, right? So it's opened up a whole can of worms, uh, to where we don't seek for an encounter with Christ. We run from it right? And so we make all kinds of rules. Well, uh, you know, the encounter with Christ uh, is the Bible, so we're able to read the Bible, and the Bible doesn't really hurt us unless somebody picks it up and hits us with it, or we trip over it. Those are both uh, metaphors uh, (laughs) for things that do happen. But it's not really painful to read the Bible immediately. Now we may have some, you know, uh, mental discomfort when we read, you know, uh, be perfect as, as God is perfect. Right. Uh, and then we say, Oh, I'm not perfect. And sure that can cause you some mental pain, but it's, it's not gonna, it's not going to be the, the, uh, cleansing fire that we, um, that we're afraid of. Right. Um, yeah, man, I think bad theology has gone a good has has really done a lot of damage, and has caused us to not want to encounter Christ. And so, until until you finally rest in the love of Christ, until you finally realize that grace is real, that grace uh, is not something that can ever be taken from you and you can't have less or more of it it just is as soon as you can rest in that and realize that you are not being measured by your actions and your choices and your thoughts but you are measured solely on the love of Jesus which is manifested in Christ which is the revelation of who God always has been Uh, until you do that uh, I don't think you're going to want to encounter Christ. You would be fearful of encountering Christ, and I get that. That makes sense to me. That doesn't mean that you can't be both. I, I think. I think there are people that, and in fact, let me just say this: when I, uh, when I encountered Christ, when I finally felt that He saw me, that He knew me, that He loved me. Uh, and it was something that came over me, and I, I, I witnessed, not with my eyes, uh, but with the rest of myself, I witnessed His presence. <clears throat> uh, I, I still believed in eternal conscious torment at that time. I still believed in hell. So for whatever reason, for whatever reason, I was in a good enough state to encounter Christ. Now again, I don't think you have to be in that state. I may be contradicting myself. I'll, I probably need to listen again to this. Again, none of this not, n- nothing of what I'm saying now is scripted. It's nothing that I thought of before. These are things that have come to my mind after I got in the car and and this is how I process stuff. Uh, so you're seeing me learn on the fly. And I just want to be honest about that as much as I can. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, even when I encountered Christ, I still believe that Christ sent people to hell for eternity at that point. So, so there must be another dynamic. And all I can think of is that Christ uh, revealed himself to me at the right time. And I couldn't perceive all of him at that time, but I did perceive enough of him. Uh, And again, you know, Paul encountered him when Paul was, you know, what what does Paul say? Uh, Even while while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Well, even while Paul was still a sinner, and, and the chief of sinners is what he called himself, Christ revealed himself to Paul. So there are times, I think, on when christ uses timing to reveal himself but i believe that he wants to reveal himself to all of us uh, i think i think there are certain people uh, perhaps that are in a certain position uh, to where a revelation of Christ at a certain time uh, is the answer to other prayers and and all kinds of other things that can happen I think Christ does work in the world, and I think He mostly partners with people. And again, He doesn't. He's not going to, to approve of you just because you have somehow gotten to the point uh, where your theology lines up more closely with who He is. It's not that that happens. I think it's it's mostly that the scales fall from our eyes, which is what happened with Paul, right? the scales fell from his eyes. He was blinded, temporarily blinded by his encounter um, with Christ on the road to Damascus. And then later the scales fell from his eyes and he received his sight. The encounter blinded him. And perhaps the blindness happened because uh, he was not uh, in the right mind to see Christ as he is hmm. uh, uh. yeah there's a lot more to uh, to tease out there I suppose so what are we talking about today Encountering Christ is good, but it's not something that you have complete control over. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I think I think you may have a lot of control over it, uh, but I think you have to get to a point where uh, you you can start to see. Christ more clearly to perceive Him more clearly, and I know I know that's almost counterintuitive that in able to see Christ you have to see Him more clearly, but but you know we're we're talking about something that is um, not an everyday occurrence. You know, we don't have these spiritual visions most of us at least uh, on a day to day basis. We're we're trying to tease something out that's that's pretty elusive, um, but I think the elusive niv elus- I can't even say this elusiveness of it is basically uh, we can attribute to uh, our um, misunderstanding of Christ. Our our lack of the ability to see Christ for who He truly is, Uh, and so the more the more that we peel away the layers that hide Christ, of course the better we're going to be able to see Him. Right? It it does go hand in hand. Um, I think Christ is all around you today. He's in front of you, behind you, under you, in you, uh, beside you. Uh, I think that's part of what it means uh, to have uh, uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I think it's, you know, uh, God above us, uh, God in us, and God beside us. Uh, and I think all of those are uh, manifested in Christ. I think that's, that Christ is the culmination of all of those different manifestations of God. The Christ is universal in many ways. He's Christ contains the Trinity uh, uh, as well as is, you know, is the three separate manifestations of the Trinity. Um, The Anointed One, the Christ. Uh, Yeah, sorry, today's a little uh, meandering. It's. um, I'm really trying to tease something out here, and I, I haven't quite gotten it. I, I feel like, I do feel like, though, the thing that um, that we teased out about how perhaps um, the theology of hell is what has uh, what's the word, Quel squelched, Quelched? don't, what is that word? <laughs> There, there's, there's a scripture that says don't something the spirit quench, sorry uh, quench uh, don't quench the spirit so perhaps one of the things that has quenched the spirit uh, since the uh, renaissance uh, since the reformation or the enlightenment uh, is this poor theology of hell uh, and what that, what that theology of hell does becomes a it becomes a a roadblock an obstacle uh, to truly encountering Christ and I will still say again that regardless of that I think you can still have you can still have an encounter with Christ I think it's still something that's possible Uh, as uh, Kevin Garnett said anything is possible (laughs) he's not the only one uh, <clears throat> Go Celtics. Uh, anyway, um, so, yeah, I, I think that's something that maybe we should tease out more, that that's, that's, that's a worthy topic to explore, uh, that a poor theology of hell uh, has created the culture uh, of, of less mysticism, Uh, and more biblicism, more rationalism, if you will. Uh, More depending on your thoughts and how you think as opposed to the actual presence of Christ. I think that would be an interesting, that's an interesting thesis. Uh, Because, you know, a lot of the theology of hell that we in evangelicalism in fundamental we'll fundamental, just say in evangelicalism it's really got all of it in there now evangelicalism is quite fundamental these days uh, I will say that <sighs> I forgot what I was going to say now I got off track uh tongue twisters man fundamentalism evangelicalism hard to say together um what was I saying so evangelicalism uh, did come shortly after uh, these theories of hell uh, that Dante uh, was writing, and that were slowly uh, kind of bubbling to the surface in Catholicism down through the years. But it wasn't always like that, you know. Before Constantine, uh, theology was a very different thing. And after Constantine, theology took a uh, very big turn. Went on a very, a very different, went a very different direction. Um, and I think that culminated in a poor theology of hell. Uh, and that theology of hell, even while. Uh, The reformers rejected the ecclesiology uh, of the Catholic Church. Uh, Somehow, uh, I think they embraced the theology of hell and almost made that the cornerstone of evangelical theology. Um, Now, they won't say that. What they'll say is evangelical theology is based on grace, right? Grace by faith salvation through grace by faith or something like this right um, but I think you're gonna have a hard time separating uh, the theology of hell uh, from mainline evangelical uh, theology so yeah if if you if you have a <laughs> low, low view of hell that's the wrong way to say that uh i I almost think you have to have a low view of God to accept evangelical uh theology of hell isn't there a word for the theology of hell like we have a you know theology of everything else we have ecclesiology and uh what would that be what is what is the We have uh, Salvation, which is soteriology. I suppose hell is involved with soteriology. I don't even know. Weird. Sorry. Um, So, yeah. I think that's something I'd like to tease out. Maybe do a little research on. Um... (laughs) uh, An idea for the uh, for a book, I don't know. Uh, But as soon as you you know, I do know that as soon as you embrace a God who's keeping score constantly and judging you accordingly, uh, I don't see how any of us would want to encounter that God. You know, we when we do something wrong, um, we run away. You know, this is what Jonah did. Jonah disobeyed God and he ran away. Um, this happens happens a lot. It happened to Peter. Peter Peter denies Christ. What does he do? He runs away. You know he he runs and hides. Uh, Adam and Eve. Uh, Adam and Eve they they disobey God in the garden. What do they do? They run and hide children do this. They do something bad. What do they do? They run and hide. Mom says, don't eat the cookie. They grab the cookie. They go hide under the table. And My daughters used to do this. My daughters had this weird thing with salt. For some reason, they loved eating salt. They just stick their finger in it and eat salt, and sometimes sugar. But they wouldn't do it out in the open. Of course, they're going to hide and do it. And then they'll deny they did it. They'll, they'll, they'll try to hide what really happened, right? This is this view of God does not cause you to want to encounter Christ. It causes you to want to run away from Christ. Uh, and therefore... Therefore... Knowing who Christ is... Through both encountering Him... And and discovering Him... Or I should say... Him being revealed to me... Uh, I don't think this is what Christ wants. He doesn't want us to run from him. He wants us to run to him. And if we are to run to him, we have to know him to be a safe destination. Right? Isn't this right? I mean, none of us none of us can can go to him uh, without having done something that we're not proud of. Um, all of us, again, all of us fall short. So there's some, there has to be something that's different because the Christ that I know wants to be encountered. He, he wants us uh, to let uh, Him reveal Himself to us. He wants to be known as we know, as He knows us, right? He wants to be known by us. Uh, I think this is this is the thread throughout the gospel of man running away from God and God trying to let us know how safe he is to come to. You know, this is what Jesus said to the Pharisees. He said, you know, you search the scriptures because in them you think you have eternal life, but it is they that point to me. And he says somewhere else, if you would just come to me, right? You would be healed, or something like this, right? Uh, and he's, you know, he weeps over Jerusalem, you know, knowing that they're not going to come to him, uh, that they're going to um, to seek violence. That's something we talked about last week. But um, there are several aspects where you know Jesus says, "Come to me, all you who are weary." and heavy laden heavy you know carrying heavy burdens the burdens we're carrying are our failings right the things that we're not proud of those are our burdens he says come to me you know with your burdens and i will i will relieve you of those burdens i will give you rest right take my yoke upon you and learn from me the yoke you know when we when we yoke ourselves to Christ, you know it's what we do uh, in order to to learn from him. This is what an oxen would do. We had one oxen that was very good uh, and um, did what he was supposed to do. Worked the way he's supposed to work. That oxen was yoked uh, with a young or disobedient auction so that being, being bound together they would learn from each other. It's the, it's the essence it's the essence of discipleship, right? Uh, so when we take our Jesus's yoke, we're yoking ourselves to Jesus, He's beside us and he teaches us how to navigate life uh, in such a way that we are bringing life to earth uh, instead of uh, destruction instead of death. Um, yeah, I know, uh, it wasn't pretty today. I know I kind of, uh, meandered here and there in and out and, uh, but I hope I got to a place that, uh, you can appreciate and I would love to have conversations and, uh, build on things with you guys. Uh, I know there's a handful of you guys that come back to this podcast from time to time. Would you guys be interested in a, a zoom podcast where we could uh record it by zoom and i could put it on here and it could be all of us talking about a subject of our choice Uh, i would love to do that with you guys uh we could do it on zoom i think it'd be a pretty cool thing to try maybe i'll just set it up and record it and uh do it anyway yeah i might uh look for an invitation all right thanks guys appreciate you bye bye